0: Rev. Larude, Canon of Cathedral Music Bruce Neswick, Canons, Deacons, Lectors, and all other leaders of this morning's beautiful worship, members of this sacred assembly of Trinity, brothers, sisters, friends. I'm struck today by the words of the Psalms: "Hinei <speaking> u'manaim." Shavatachim gam yachad. Behold, how good, how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Indeed, it is so good, and so pleasant, and so meaningful this day to be together, brothers, sisters, friends, dwelling together, honoring the sacred together, sitting in unity here in this elegant cathedral. The Hebrew word to dwell. Shetlashev is the same word that is used to mean to sit. Sitting in these pews, we are dwelling together. And that is not something to be taken for granted. So much of the world today is convulsed with disunity, with disdain, with walls of separation forcing us into isolation. But here in this sanctuary, on this day we can celebrate unity i'm so grateful to my colleague my friend the dean of this cathedral the very reverend nathan larude i would be tempted to call him rev <laughs> but then he'd start calling me rob and it would never end but still i am so grateful for this honor of the invitation to address this sacred gathering on the fourth day of Easter, on Mother's Day, which I'm told in this cathedral is one of the most sacred holy days of the year. <laughs> this day is also the… Tw- Hallmark would have been so happy about that. <gasps> this day for on the Jewish calendar is the 22nd day of the Jewish counting of the Omer, an enumerating of the daily offerings which in ancient days were brought to the temple in Jerusalem to mark the passage of the days between the holidays of Passover and Shavuot, between the time of liberation and the time of redemption, counting the days to ensure that every day counts. How good and how pleasant it is that our two communities walk these paths. We walk them in our own ways but we walk in unity. Throughout this morning's liturgy, we are hearing, as we heard just a moment ago, the remarkable music of Leonard Bernstein's Chichester Psalms. On Friday night, this same group, your Trinity Adult and Children's Choir and our congregation Beth Israel's Volunteer Choir, under the direction of Dr. Ethan Sperry, sang these three movements together, following our Shabbat evening service. How good and how pleasant it is for these brothers and sisters, adults and children to sing together in unity. Music has a way of uniting us, of uplifting the singer and the listener, together reaching for a mystical and sacred integration. How much we need that vision and that experience of harmony in today's discordant world. But let's not be too proud of ourselves today. Let's not be complacent about our experience of unity. Let us stop and pay attention to what it means and to how hard it can be. Leonard Bernstein, in composing these Chichester Psalms, is laying out a conflict Yes, the piece ends. Spoiler alert, with the psalmist words of peaceful reflection. It ends with "Hine matov, umanaim, Shevet achim gam yachad." Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. But the composer, as we heard, is not complacent about this ideal. Bernstein paired the peacefulness of Psalm 23, Adonai ro'i lo'achsar, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He paired that with the opening of Psalm 2. Lama ragashu ha why do the nations rage? Why, Bernstein implies with this placement, is there anger and distrust and violence and fear when God is our shepherd, providing us with all we could want. Today, this moment, it's not the fear of nations raging that holds us down. It's not the fear of invasion, mighty armies clashing in a kind of Game of Thrones finale that keeps us up at night. Well, kept me up at night. Did you see the long night? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Today, today the fear is more close at hand. Suddenly, we have found what our friends in the African-American churches have long known. Hatred knows no boundaries. It respects No sacred lines, schoolrooms, movie theaters, malls, even our sanctuaries no longer offer sanctuary. Violence can appear without warning and take a terrible toll in moments. Lama why do the nations rage? Why do these individuals, these so-called lone wolves, not alone... Encouraged, egged on by fellow haters in the dank recesses of the dark web, why do they rage? How is it possible that those who possess this rage also possess the military-style weapons which enable them to act on their rage in the most deadly manner, affecting the most innocent? And what are we supposed to do in the face of this terror? These domestic terrorists with no ideology except hate don't present us with ultimatums. They make no demands. Their own ire is the point. Their perceived hurts do not call out for recompense, only that we live in fear. Jews and Christians and Muslims, our sacred spaces have been desolated. By the rivers of Babylon we may weep, but that weeping will do no good. Where is our shepherd who ensures that I will not want? I want peace, I want freedom, I want respect and dignity. I do not want to live in fear. Hine Matov, a voice rings out. Hine Matov, Umanaim. Shevet achim, gam yachad, answers a chorus of voices in harmony. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. The Hebrew word ach, which means brother, can also mean family, co-members of our flock. Perhaps God is the shepherd protecting the flock, but the flock is not in danger from the outside. The danger comes from within the flock itself. God looks to us to answer the challenge. Why can you not live in harmony? Why do you allow this hatred and fear to divide the flock, making everyone more vulnerable? Why do you help to perpetuate a politics of us versus them. Why do you allow hatred of the other? The one who does not look like you, the one who does not vote like you, the one who does not love like you, the one who comes from a different nation or a different ethnic group or gender or sexual identity. Why do you divide yourselves, your flock, in so many ways? God says, I sent you the psalmist who taught you, he ne Matov Umanaim. Shevet Gam Yachad. Behold, how good, how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Unity. Unity doesn't mean a loss of identity. It is good to be Christian or Muslim or a Jew, or one who follows the myriad paths to the sacred holiness that we try to name, but we can never truly know. It is good to celebrate diversity, the many different ways that God made us. But still with all of our remarkable diversity, we can dwell together in unity. We can stand with universal principles, respecting the similarities and the differences that we possess. Each one of us. Every human being deserves dignity, deserves respect. We honor the humanity and the divinity in each human being. Even when we disagree, especially when we disagree, we can dwell together in unity. Righteousness justice, and respect are due to all. This is the unity of brothers and sisters and friends. Brothers, you may have noticed, do not always agree. I'll let you sink, let that sink in for a minute. But still, even when we disagree, brothers and sisters, neighbors, family, and friends, we can stand together in unity and respect. In October of last year, shortly after the horrific terrorist attack on a synagogue in Pittsburgh left eleven people dead, and word of the shooter's hateful anti-Semitic rants made it clear that this was a targeted attack on the nation's Jews, the Jewish community reacted with shock and with fear. Eleven dead worshipers killed in their sanctuary for no reason other than that they were Jews. We Jews have seen this before. There was every reason to believe that we stood alone and vulnerable. Hatred has often been targeted at the Jews. And we have a long history of wandering through the desert of isolation and degradation which has taught us to be wary and self-reliant. But here in Portland, as in many communities around the nation, instead of isolation, there was a rallying, a coming together. Many of you were there. Our synagogue, your sister institution just a block away, became the site for an interfaith gathering of support. Clergy leaders, political leaders, public safety officers, the mayor, the governor, the police chief, your bishop Michael Hanley, all spoke from the synagogue pulpit about the need for unity, the recognition that we all stand together. He named Ma Tov, Ma Shevet Achim Gam Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. The Hebrew word which begins this frame from the 133rd psalm, "He nay," usually translated as "Behold," might also mean "Wow." But it is also the word for "here." A place, right here. Here it is good and it is pleasant for us to dwell together. In other words, the psalm says, it all starts right here. The day following that rally, a package arrived on my desk. Small, colorful, empty boxes made out of folded paper, spilled out of a white paper bag. Eleven boxes. A note from a local church told me that their parishioners had made these boxes. Soul boxes, they are called, each to represent a soul lost to gun violence. This simple gift to our community touched me so deeply, a recognition of our common humanity. Now a paper box cannot really contain a soul, but its mass encompasses a space, a space that had been emptied by a senseless act of hatred and cruelty. It was an attempt to give back some of that space to give the soul a physical presence which had been robbed from it. A church did that for a synagogue, Christians supporting Jews. My ancestors, even those of a very few generations back, would never have believed it, could not conceive of such a gesture of unity. He named Matov how good, how pleasant it is, even in the face of devastation and loss, especially in the face of devastation and loss. How good it is for us to dwell in unity. This year, since the massacre at the Tree of Life Synagogue, this year has seen more sacred spaces. Desecrated by violence. Mosques in Christ Church, churches in Sri Lanka, another synagogue in Poway, California, Muslims, Christians, and Jews standing in mourning as worshipers are killed for no crime but the desire to pray. These victims stand with children in their classrooms across the country, murdered innocents in places like Columbine, Sandy Hook, and Parkland. But the victims, the murdered, the injured, the families who are devastated, do not stand alone, and that is our answer to terror. Those who want to divide us, those who want to terrorize us, who want hateful ideologies or intense personal grievances to stand, to stand as if they had meaning, they find their hopes frustrated. Because we come together, we are unified. We mourn together. We support each other. We search for solutions together. We sit together in unity. It is so easy to lose faith, to stay home in fear, to surrender to terror to give in to the politics of division, the urge to blame the other. But the shepherd wants us to be brave, to stand with each other, to not allow ourselves to be divided flock. Like a chorus of voices, each distinctive, we have joined in melody and harmony, creating with our lives a work of incomparable beauty, Leonard Bernstein concluded his Chichester Psalms, as we will hear shortly, by putting together two different biblical psalms of peace and comfort, 131st and the 133rd, the first of these so appropriate for Mother's Day. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my look haughty. I do not aspire to great things or to what is beyond me. I have taught myself to be contented, like a child upon its mother's breast. My soul is quieted within me. O Israel, wait for the Lord now and forever. He name Matov, Uma Shevet Achim, Gam Yachad. Behold how good. And how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. To which I would add simply, may we always be comforted. May we always be present for each other. May we always dwell together in unity. Amen.